Welcome to Movie Geeks United, everyone. Hope everyone out there is having a good week. Uh, this uh, this episode, we'll be discussing our predictions for the Oscar uh, winners. The nominees were announced just in the past week, and as is tradition, we're here to talk about our impressions of those nominations and what we think could win, what might have been jilted in the nomination uh, process, and so on and so forth. And, as is also our custom... We are joined by our good buddy, film critic Tony Macklin. You can read his great reviews on his website, TonyMacklin.net. Tony, thanks for joining us. Well, Jamie, uh, am I welcome to the least diverse panel in the country on the Oscars? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Tell me about it. Um... Yes, diversity isn't really... No, I'm, neuro- I'm neurotic. Maybe that counts a little bit. It's a little bit diverse. Yeah, well, if we're going on that basis, we all fit that category too, though. It, so I don't really yeah. don't know how that diverse that is. Um, <laughs> well, let's address the diversity thing uh, because that was uh, rectified in a big way this year. Uh, the most nominees of color ever, I think, in the acting categories. Uh, good thing and all well deserved in in you guys' opinion. Certainly, but let me say this, though. There is a danger here, though, and tell me if you guys agree with this, because we've, we've seen this before. There'll, there will be a school of thought that will say, um, hey, you did it this year. You don't have to do it for the next couple of years. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? That's, unfortunately, the kind of society we live in. Um, so there's a thing, oh, you gave it 12 years a slave, you know, one year. No, you don't have to do that again. And I think we're in that kind of what would I say? If this will be broken if next year some of these movies that have um, premiered at Sundance, and granted there are no controversies with them, will be nominated. But um, I really, know, I, I really wonder about that. I, I think I disagree because basically we're talking here about uh, diverse diversity. That is what Jamie said: quality. And quality does well mm-hmm. now that it's made its made its inroads. Right, it should, right. It should be established and therefore prevail in the future. Well, I I agree. I mean, I agree with that. I'm just saying there is a school of thought. There is still a part of the, and I'm sure part of the um, voting population too, that would feel well. No, well, we did it. You know, we do it every couple of years. You know, it's all it's like almost like tokenism in a way. There's also the possibility that there were better black films this past year. That's the that's the key. That's the key. There were there were more black films this year that kind of followed to the Oscar wheelhouse than there were last year. I mean, last year there were great black movies. There were there was there was Tangerine and uh, Dope and Straight Outta Compton and Creed, uh, but really none of those movies are real. Oscar type movies this year, you know, it's much different, uh, and then that's why we see the the results. Now next year, if we come out with another slate of movies that uh, kind of mirrors this kind of thing, you know, serious stories with uh, serious black characters in them, then uh, we'll probably see the same thing. But if we see uh, a lot of comedies and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, black-centric comedies and uh, and action pieces and no 
serious, dra- dramatic pieces, then we'll we'll, uh, we'll revert back. Right. Uh, Octavia and Viola aren't going anywhere. No, they're still no, going to be there, and they are still going to make movies, and they're still going to um, give to the art uh, something significant. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really don't. Oh, I really don't see us. I really don't see us going the way of of uh, silliness um, in our movies. I, I think no. the creativity. That's the one thing that we always believe in, no matter how. Even in the Holocaust, they're the create They cannot kill creativity, and creativity right, right. keeps going, prevails, transcends. Some of the problem, some of the problem, even goes bigger than that. That Hollywood is now a target. People say, "I don't, I don't, don't go to any movies anymore because Meryl Streep spoke when she shouldn't have spoken." I mean, there, I think there's a stronger groundswell of anti-Hollywood than there is of anything else in, in terms of movies. Well, that's true. I mean, and that's not, and, and, you know, it's, it's more, I think it's more pronounced in sort of speech, but that's been there for many years. But it's certainly more pronounced, though. Um, but were those people, were those people who were complaining about Hollywood, did, did they ever really go to the movies? No, I'm not I, sure I don't about think that. so. I, I don't uh, think that I, they were moviegoers. I think that there's, I think that they're generally sports people, you know. Well, they're also going to be seeing people. That they're not going to be seeing Meryl Streep movies. If they're going no. to movies, Meryl Streep is on top of their list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think Meryl Streep was ever at the top of the list to begin with. So I mean, I honestly don't think that those people, that the people who are complaining about Hollywood, actually go see. Serious Hollywood movies, serious movies don't even, in general. I don't think they go to the movies in general. I think they watch a lot of pirated movies online. A lot of them went to the movies 30 years ago and are yeah. judging today's movies. They aren't what they used to be. And right. therefore, they're almost irrelevant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I, here's, a, here's a quick anecdote because it's La La Land. For me and a few others, it's more Gaga land. But anyway, that's another point. La La Land, three older women that my wife works with went to see it, left after half an hour. They didn't like it. And believe this or not, they got their money back. Uh, at the, the theater returned their money. They just didn't like it. They just It, it wasn't entertaining. They didn't think it was a, mir- a musical. It wasn't what they expected. So many times people go to something and see what they expect and if it's not there yeah they're, they they just bail out and I, so I think I think a lot of the audience that is against modern movies is against it generationally there are yeah. a strong art film in every almost every city that has a, a limited restricted clientele loyal and and adamant but mm-hmm. they're still going to the movies. But the great number of 50, 60, 70-year-olds don't go to the movies. Yeah. That's, that, that that's I, true. I, I totally, I totally well, agree and, with that. And the, and the studios couldn't really care less if 50, 60, 70-year-olds go to the movies anyway. That's of not course. who they're making movies for. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. All right. On that positive note, 
Yes. Uh, no, is there is, there is one thing more, Jamie. There is a, a movie now that reaches, I think, all of the older people. And I, I found this film, it's wonderful for me to have, be able to, to recommend a film to everybody. But Hidden Figures has that feel-good mm-hmm. quality. It does. That, that audiences just love. I've heard it has that sort of. That, it has that sort of fried green tomatoes type quality to it. You know, it's like it's uh, even broader than that. It's even mm, broader than that. I think it crosses over. I mean, it's a true crossover movie. And like when we went to go see it, it was sold out. I mean, sold out throughout the whole day. And I mean, but it has a huge crossover feel. Huh. Um, and it's just incredible. I mean, it's a, and it's also very. It's a. It's what when Hollywood does this right, they do it very well. And and it's a very uplifting. Um, it's a very inspiring film. But it's also something that we didn't. A lot of us did not know about these women behind the um, space program. So it was a. You know, it was really. You know, it was. Uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, and it, it's a film where different genders, different races, different. Mm-hmm. Kinds of people all can relate to it. Yes, it's accessible. It's a very accessible film. Mm-hmm. I just wish okay. that it was directed with a little bit more finesse well, sure. <laughs> than it no. actually is. I didn't see. Do it we really have film. to? Do we really have to see a scene of uh, uh, Taraji P Henson running and running to go to the restroom with the song running behind it, like running, I'm running, I'm running. You know, like hey, when you gotta go, it, you gotta go. I was going to say that. And, by the way, that never really happened. Uh, She actually went to the white restrooms without knowing that there was a separation, uh, and uh, and no one ever called her on it, and none of that actually happened. Yeah, but that was a a film construct. You're not complaining about that, is you? Are you? Are you? We're allowing them a, a, a little creative. Yeah, I mean, I, I really. I'd rather I hear if the real story is more interesting. I'd rather hear that. That's always my. That's always my take on that. I, so I had no it would have been much more interesting to me if uh, it, the movie would have been much more interesting to me if it would have treated things with a little bit more realism. Did we really have to see every time uh, Taraji P Henson? Steps up to go get a cup of coffee. Uh, every white guy around her like looks around like she's about to stab them. Like, do we really have that? Have to have that? Like, that's just cornball. It didn't make my bed ten my best ten list, but I can recommend it to yeah. almost everybody. And I oh, yeah, I appreciate that. And I don't Hell recommend yeah. it because it's phony. I recommend it because there's a there's a there's a, a genuine quality. It's not real actual racism. My God, if it was, it would be a completely different film. But it 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 has some heart and soul and some humanity. Maybe we want well, obviously we do want a little bit more intelligence and a little bit more uh, reality or actuality. But it's still an entertaining picture. It is. Okay. I agree. I'm with you, Tony. Can, can, can we get to the nominations now? Here we go. Thank God. <laughs> I'm on, Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I'm on, uh, I'm on Oscars. Uh, what is it? Org? Yeah, Oscars.org. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? 
I'm starting at the bottom. That that's anyone that knows anyone anything about me knows that I, that's exactly where I like to race start. Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. All right. Uh, okay. First category. Best original screenplay. The nominees here are Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Jerry Lobster got in, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. It's a nice category. That was a nice surprise. All right, Tony, what do you think uh, on this category? I think it's uh, this this category. Most of the categories, like the, the six major ones, I'm afraid five of them are locks. There's almost no discussion. We can discuss opinions, but they're almost – we know what, what's going to win. In this category, it seems that uh, it's between Manchester and La La Land, and I think Manchester is going to pull a, a slight win. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's possibility that La La Land could be, you know, part of a sweep, but I don't think it's going to happen uh, in this particular case. So I'm hoping not, because uh, uh, Manchester is, a, uh, at least on a writing standpoint, is a much richer piece. So, uh, um, I mean, and if I, Manchester I love... doesn't get anything other than Casey Affleck, this might be its second award. Right. The only, one, the only other one that it may get. Yeah, I agree. There's a slight possibility. Well, I mean, there's just like the infinitesimal possibility that Hell or High Water might uh, make, a, make a mark in here. There could be like I'll a I'll give split. you 100 to 1 against. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think, <laughs> I if, I think if, um, if this is a spread the wealth year, then Hell or High Water has a shot. Because there are mm-hmm. some years where they really do divvy it up amongst – you know, multiple nominees where no one or two nominees run the board. Guys, I hate to say it, but I'm I'm into gambling and I know gambling. And Hell or High Water doesn't stand a chance. Mm. Not a chance. Uh, Yeah, but but don't you think that gamblers lose a lot? Sure they do. (laughs) And there are surprises. Every every year there's a surprise that you say, oh, man, well, no one saw that coming. Well, you both, you both, all three of you, can bet at the Macklin Casino. I'll, I'll book you on any of these <laughs> that you want. Well, uh, I'm I'm going with Manchester as well. Um, I, I, yeah, but, I think that's a safe bet. And if there is a surprise, I I don't think it'll be in this category. Um, okay, next next category, adapted screenplay. Nominees are Arrival. Senses, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Jerry, what do you say here? I'm going to go with Moonlight. Yeah, that's the I, one I'm going with as I, well. But I would like to say, I mean, I think, you know, even though I'm not, I'm not the, I mean, I like Moonlight, and but I mean, it's not like, I'm not over the moon, no intended there about it. Um, I just think it's the strongest one, but I think all of these films in their own way are very strong. Um, I would I would say there's a dark horse in this category, and that would be Arrival. I would, I would as the dark horse, I would go with Hidden Figures. I mean, just because <clears throat> if it doesn't, I think this is the category it has the best shot at winning. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, if they if they want to review if they want to reward this movie. This might be the place, but uh, maybe, maybe in in Trump world, I'm being authoritative. 
but nobody has a chance of beating Moonlight. I think yeah. Moonlight would beat uh, La La Land and Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah, if it were in the ca- in that category, I think Moonlight is would get the vote, the Oscar for the best screenplay of the year if they were both combined. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't see any competition for Moonlight in this. In which this for me, if I can just say, uh, reiterate my problems with Moonlight. Why do we have to have a main character that can't speak, uh, that can't speak up for themselves? Because, you know, there's been a lot of gay people, black, white, green, red, uh, that have uh, have come up through bullying times and haven't had their entire uh, limbic system shut down by it. Are you are you bigoted against gray people? I mean, I mean, I wait, wait a second. I have people. You said it was green people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that 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 I I I don't understand uh, the screenwriter's intention of having a character throughout his entire life, our main character, be someone who cannot speak up and express themselves. I think that, that's that one of the problems. That to me, that to me is not the hallmark of great screenwriting. But as critics, for, for I me, think that's that, one of the that problems. Was, that was had. the whole point of that character. For me, that was yeah. It. Uh, but, but he can't speak. So, so now, so now, uh, it, when he's twenty-five, he's this great uh, criminal mastermind, uh, and he still can't speak for himself. I think well, so. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's 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 out he's out running running the same kind of business that his uh, his father figure ran when he comes out of yeah, prison because that that. That's the life from which he came. Yeah. Yeah. But when I, it comes to the what the film's about, when it comes to what the film's about, exactly the ba- the fact that he that he can't come to terms with who he is that limits his expression of that. I just uh, I just have a problem with it on a on a dramatic level. Jamie, the, the, I think I think, I think the a... best moments in movies, especially from performers, uh, are, are the moments where they don't speak. And screenplays are more than dialogue. Well, this one, uh, this one has a lot I mean, of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, no, I, I, I think that Moonlight probably will win. But here's another question: Fences, you know, the the most uh, famous writer, um, right? One of most consequence is uh, it could be a po- posthumous award for him. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. Any uh, shot? Aspect? Nah. No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's a that's a good point too. Because I was thinking that too. Um, but wait, what, I don't. I thought I didn't have a problem with Moonlight. The the the, the character shuts down, doesn't speak. I mean, some of the great. You know, let's not remember we have a a best actress one for not saying a damn word in the movie. Uh, Holly Hunter. Um, <laughs> that doesn't count. You brought that up again. Yeah, a a deaf mute person doesn't count as someone that I'm going to hold something like this against. <laughs> just like it, that's it does that doesn't even enter into it. I mean, you know, but the person just, was not deaf and was not mute. All right, okay. <laughs> I mean, what about Tilda Swinton in The Biggest Flash? Are we going to hold that against her that she has laryngitis? Okay, that was, let's get off of this. I've tried to make this point yeah, several times. Just very, very quickly. Just a pic just a picture just because a picture is what how we wouldn't make it does not mean that it's not valid from its own point of view. That's one of the biggest problems reviewers have. 
They view mm. it from their own terms. And they do not also, you can review, you review it from your own terms, but they all don't also see it, the validity and the, 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 the creativity from somebody else's point of view. And this is a perfect example. Mm. Well, obviously, that. obviously, you know, most critics agree that the movie is, is, is fantastic. And I'm just one person that's trying to out here saying, uh, let me just say this. So... As the one outlier, I have to speak up. Uh, visual effects. The nominees are Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is interesting. It, it, it got an animation and a visual effects, mm-hmm. which was unusual. Right. And uh, Rogue One. Dean, what do you think here? Well, I think it should go to the Jungle Book. This is an interesting category, by the way, because this is the only category, I think, that doesn't have any Best Picture nominees in it. So uh, it's, uh, I think that's unusual. Uh, you know, I was watching Deepwater Horizon the other day. Not bad. Not a bad movie, actually, uh, uh, in, uh, in terms of uh, – but in terms of uh, – Visual effects, it's really masterful. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all of that had to be recreated, uh, the rig and everything. Um, uh, and I hear that Deepwater Horizon also had the most um, – uh, the when they were doing the bake-off, you know, they, they show the uh, uh, reels of the visual effects to – the visual effects, the members of the visual effects uh, board, and apparently Deepwater Horizon had the biggest like wow factor to it. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. But for me, I would go with Jungle Book simply because uh, simply because it was uh, uh, well, the entire movie is visual effects. <laughs> so I mean, it, it has it doesn't just have the most visual effects; it has the best visual effects, the ones mm-hmm. that just totally convince you that uh, convince you of their reality. But uh, I would I would throw in Deepwater Horizon as possible. possible that's, a good, that's a good choice, too, but I'd, I'd have to go with the Jungle Book, hands down. Um, just hands down for that category. Okay. Tony, do you agree? Or? Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Jungle mm. Book. Then I'll go with the Jungle Book as well. I've only seen one of these five movies. And uh, personally, I'm not that impressed with the Rogue One principally it's, effect. But uh, I, I think that movie is going to be, you know, in years to come, they'll, they'll be debating whether that was a good that Well, that yeah. particular scene and also the other stuff was a good idea or not. I think they're, that's going to be – it's an experimental film in that, in that regard. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know how – it, it is probably a watershed. The yeah. fact that they resurrected the dead. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's a category where we have a uh, Michael Bay film that's nominated. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking, you know how Woody Allen has directed the most women to acting nominations? <laughs> uh, I bet Michael Bay will have directed the most sound nominations in history I by the end right. of his career. <laughs> Every year. Okay, sound mixing. Sound mixing. Nominees, Arrival, 
Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, and 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Okay, I'll go first on this one. <sighs> I guess I'll go with um, the evening's favorite, La La Land. But let me say, right after I saw Hacksaw Ridge, I thought, man, they really need to nominate that for sound mixing. That was my first thought walking out of that, because the sound in that really is... You really do feel like you're in the middle of warfare, and you can feel the speed of the bullets whizzing by you, and it's a it's a beautiful. Ja- J- Jamie, I think what what's going to happen is is Hacksaw Ridge will get the sound editing award. Mm. Uh, La La Land yeah, will get the sound yeah. mixing award, right? And Hacksaw Ridge will get the um, editing award, sound editing. Right. Mm. Oh, you think okay. they'll split it? Yes. Okay. I agree that uh, with mixing uh, the category we're looking at now, I, th- I think that La La Land's going to get it. Uh, it's uh, you know, it happens often with musicals, and uh, uh, you know, well, we'll talk about the other. I was going to bring up sound editing, but we'll bring that up in a minute. But I'm going with La La Land. And Jerry, you go with La La Land. Um, no, I'm going to go with Hacksaw Ridge for both. I mean, that's what I've always okay. like. I know, and I lose this some years, but I'm going to, I just think the sound of Hacksaw Ridge is really, I mean, it's just the cut from peace time, from this, um, the, um, how to the, from the training to the actual war is so abrupt, and the sound is so pertinent in the second half of the movie. Um, I, I just, like you said, Jamie, you, like the sound effects and the sound is such a key part of that movie, and it's the thing that I remember the most, actually. Um, and I no. do like Axel Ridge quite a bit, but that's that the sound is a very important part um, for me, at least. So I'm going to go with Axel Ridge. But I, I mean, I do see La La Land probably will get it, but I'm going to go with Axel. Okay. Okay, so you're going with a Hacksaw for sound editing as well. The other nominees on sound editing are Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, La La Land, and Sully. Sully got in there. <laughs> uh, so, Tony, this is the one that you think Hacksaw is going to get, sound editing? I think La La Land is a lock in the sound mixing, and I think Hacksaw Ridge will just barely beat out La La Land in, in mm. sound editing. Okay. Dean, did you concur? I uh, I guess I'll. Uh, it's not going to be La La Land on this this go round. Uh, that this nomination is is kind of roundly getting uh, kind of laughed at, and in fact, in the uh, in the uh, Sound Guild, uh, it, its own awards, La La Land wasn't even nominated in this in this area. Um, I guess, but, oh, uh, I guess they didn't hear them. Um, Yeah, Rogue One replaced it, actually Uh, But, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hacksaw Ridge is is, uh, Honestly, it's a movie I still haven't seen uh, Because I feel like it's going to be like homework Um, uh, And I'm dreading like I'm dreading seeing all those goofy characters, you know. There's one named Tex, and there's one named Hollywood, and there's, you know, there's all those cornball characters. Ugh. Uh, but 
uh, I, I'll go along with Hacksaw Ridge because it's a Best Picture nominee, and you know it's uh, you know it's a war film. So, uh, but uh, I will say that uh, Deepwater Horizon had some interesting sound uh, stuff in it uh, too. I mean, some, some surprising stuff in it. Oh, um, oh yeah. I'm and uh, and happy so did to hear you liked it. I'm happy to hear you liked it as much as you did, because um, I thought I thought it was well done. I mean, I thought it was a well done movie, but I'm just really happy to hear you liked it. Yeah, I mean, I I liked it just on the basis of uh, of uh, a movie like showing showing how something happened. Right, right. Uh, I thought I thought that was that was good, like a, as a procedural. Um, right, right. Uh, and I try and like keep out like any kind of political stuff that might be <laughs> might be sneaking Easier in. Easier said than done. Yes. Uh, so, but uh, as as a procedural, I thought it worked. Uh, uh, and but, for uh, Sully, uh, for Sully, they you, you cannot imagine the number of birds they went through to get that sound right. <laughs> uh, so that's an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> they killed the Sully did a, a, a Sully was amazing, by the way, in the theaters with the sound. I, th- I yeah. thought that uh, I thought that that was quite a, quite an achievement. Short film, live action. Do we want to do this one? <laughs> I, I don't think there's any real point in doing these because honestly, I have not investigated them, uh, and I really uh, don't have. I, I'm going to need to like look at them to really be able to even feel good about it again i get emails from publicists that say will you let this person come on your show and blah 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 the only uh emails i've received in this category are uh for the movie sing and time code so i know that they're pushing them um oh, okay. so I get an ind- ind- indication of how they're trying to generate more media and more buzz on them that being said i, I wouldn't have any idea I mean, I haven't seen any of these. I, I wouldn't either. I think it's interesting, by the way. Does everybody remember Kim Magnuson as a uh, actress that you know she was kind of a she was an actress that kind of made a splash in the early '80s, mid '80s, I guess, just in a few movies uh, here and there. Uh, like I think she's in Making Mr. Right, or maybe she wrote it, or something like that. The Susan Seidelman movie. Anyway, she's one of the nominees this year for Silent Nights. Anne Magnuson. Yeah. Oh, she yeah, she is. No, she's good. She's superb. She's on you know she's on Facebook a lot. So I mean, no, she's great. Um, I didn't realize that. Which film is hers? Which one? Silent Nights. That would be awesome to see her win for that. I mean. I would have given it to her for making okay. it right, but that's just me. Oh. <laughs> so short, short, short film animated. Let's just run it through, just for the you know to do it. Blind Vesha, uh, Borrowed Time, Hair Cider and Cigarettes, Pearl, and Piper. Well, Piper should win. It's cute. It's about a uh, hatchling. That's afraid of the water, afraid of the waves. Mm. And the other one, that blind Vaisha, is it? It's not as graphically um, distinctive. It's an interesting concept. The, the left eye sees the past. The right eye sees the uh, the future, and uh, the present is a blind spot on it. Mm. But uh, I, I I think. Piper kind of has the has the 
the quality. And Piper is probably the most widely seen one, too, because yes. it was connected onto one of the DC movies or something. Right. So, uh, yeah. Pearl, though, is Patrick Osborne, though, who did Feast and Big Hero 6. So, you know, he won for Feast. He could, you know, there's not a not a law that says he can't win again. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, I just wouldn't. That's the, that's about the recording of the uh, last uh, Janis Joplin, Joplin album, right? <laughs> I made it animated for kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. Uh, for kids. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. going with Piper too on this. I mean, with, with what little I know about the category. I'll go with Piper as well. Um, production. Production design. <laughs> The nominees are Arrival, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, Hail Caesar got a nomination, La La Land, and Passengers, <laughs> which received a couple. Uh, the much derided Passengers. Yes. So this is production I like design. The- what do you think, Jerry? Um, La La Land lock. We don't even have to talk about the other ones. Yeah, I agree with that. It'll be part of, and it's a beautiful looking movie. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean it is, is beautiful. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, okay, I'll go with La La Land as well. You guys watch Passengers? Did you guys? Yeah, see that? I saw Passengers. It it proved my theory. Every movie has an homage to Kubrick at some point in it, especially bad movies. Um, <laughs> that one does. Um, mm. You know what scene I'm talking about? The scene at the bar. Oh the yeah, and the shining. Just yeah. I mean, I burst yeah. out laughing in the theater. I was just like, "You've got to be kidding yeah, me!" Yeah, it's like it's a scene. It's a scene from The Shining and a big old 2001 homage. It's kind of it's yeah, I mean, very strange. I mean, dude, it's just I'm, I like the movie better when it was called Event Horizon or Pandorum. You know, I thought the movie was pretty good, and then they tacked on that BS Hollywood ending. I was like, oh, gosh, that just blew it for me. This movie could have really been memorable if it would have ended differently. Uh Uh, People would have been talking about it years from now. Yeah. Okay. So that's production design. Uh, The next category that the Oscars website gives us is Best Picture, but we'll hold off on that. Let's go to uh, uh, Music, Best Original Song. And um, Jerry is going to sing each of the nominees for it. Go ahead, Jerry. I have the soundtrack right. to La La Land. I, I, I don't know the song from Tro- Trolls. Got a nomination, so I guess we can see Oscar. No- okay, yeah. Um, okay. Um, I, the, nominees, the nominees are uh, uh, audition, the audition of the Fools Who Dream from La La Land, the closing song. Uh, Can't Stop the Feeling, the Justin Timberlake tune from Trolls. City of Stars from La La Land. The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, which is uh, co-written by Sting. I guess that's how it got nominated. And then uh, How Far I'll Go from Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, which he's like, if he wins this, this will make him an EGOT, right? That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. Okay, Dean, what do we think? Oh, City of Stars, definitely. Uh the, uh, by the way, the empty chair, yes, it's co-written by Sting, but it's also written by Jay Ralph, who's been nominated in this category for the past two or three years, I think. Uh, he always does. 
he does songs for documentaries, and they've all made it in. He did that Chasing Ice song uh, that right, started right. Johansson sang, and he did one last year as well. So, but uh, this year definitely City of Stars. That's the that's the one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, oh. it, it don't worry me, Owen. <laughs> if only. <laughs> That's the 40-year-old. We're, we're now reaching the 40-year anniversary of Nashville. And that was the song at the end uh, written by Keith Carradine that Barbara Harris uh, sang. And uh, so that's my pick. That whole slate back in that year should have been songs from Nashville. Not just <laughs> I'm Easy. It should have been... Uh, it should have been my Idaho home, and uh, yeah. it don't worry me. And uh, well, uh, it, it don't worry me is such a crucial. It's at the end. I mean, it's his. It's his. There, there's been an assassination, and Barbara Harris gets the mic and starts singing, and, mm-hmm. and the crowd, and it, it's making the point that it's it really probably is more about today's society than La La Land ever is. La La Land mm-hmm. is escapist. This is a tr- an attempt to escape, but we can't get out of the trap. Uh, right. So Nashville, I've, I've seen it again recently, and some of it really holds up. And, and It's almost good that Altman isn't here to, to suffer through what he would be suffering through. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree on all points. Uh, are, are all of these... Uh, Take uh, take wagers now. Are all of these nominees going to be performed? I would assume so. You think they're they're not gonna? Uh, 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 oh, are you asking? Are you like they did a couple? Of, didn't they do this last year where they skipped one of them or something? Like uh, yeah, they yeah. said ah, we won't even perform that one. Uh, that's another question ice, entirely. Right? Yeah, uh, Jamie, are are we into the who cares category? Yeah, I mean. Well, I, you know, I I kind of do because oh, because I knew you do. They they put all of these musical performances in the Oscars, and and yet they won't perform all the ones that are actually nominated. They'll they'll do like extra stuff that has nothing to do with anything, but they right. won't perform. Uh, I think it's in bad taste. It is. It is. And you might as well say, "Oh man, they never had a chance." It's like it's like it's like the actual uh, uh, Oscar committee saying, "Ah, you never had a chance. Like you just, we're not even going to bother." So, yeah. But uh, you know, they won't pass up being able to do the La La Land song. The La, yeah, of course. And and, and, and Justin Timberlake, guys, will come out. Yeah. If they if they get him in there, then they'll definitely do that. Um, yeah. Okay. That'll be this year's Pharrell. <laughs> yeah, the Justin Timberlake number. Uh, best original score. The nominees are Jackie, uh, starring John Hurt, who just passed. By the way, John Hurt, uh, he's got another movie. He's in the uh, Gary Oldman Winston Churchill movie. That comes out yeah, he plays year. Neville Chamberlain, right? So yeah. Uh, okay, he's got a few Jackie. movies. A few movies on the slate. Just to let you know. Yes, he does. You're right. Uh, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, Passengers. It's got to be La La Land, right? But but Jackie is a great 
Well, let me ask Dean a question. I, I, I think La La Land. I think we, we probably all agree on La La Land. Dean, what was your reaction to the, to uh, the score in Moonlight? Actually, it's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. So, I mean, it's funny, you know, like when I was watching it, it didn't, it didn't, uh, the first time it didn't make an impression on me. Uh, but the second time it became, uh, more important. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's one of the most, the, the, uh, one of the nominations that I think that it got that that it totally deserves. So, good. But, uh, I'm, 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 uh, totally in on board with La La Land winning, uh, and uh, and uh, I'm real happy to see that Jackie got in there. To yeah. See that Mika Levy uh, got uh, finally got recognized. Um, only her second film, uh, but um, it's good that they let her into the club. I, I, actually, maybe one of the only women nominated in this category ever. So I think that's interesting. And Thomas uh, Newman getting in there for the 14th time that he's not going to win. No, no, so. not. I don't remember the music from Passengers. I don't remember it at all. Um, Makeup and hairstyling. <clears throat> the nominees are A Man Called Love. <laughs> no, it's Uva. Uh, <laughs> a Man Called Uva. Uva. Oh, I'm sorry. Uva, A Man, a man Called Uva. Um, Star Trek Beyond and the Academy Award nominated Suicide Squad. Um, there were These a great. lot of better films you could have put in this category. If you're going, um, I just didn't. Or what are we? Or Suicide Squad? Are we just going basically? I mean, for Margot Robbie or for everyone else? I mean. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's there's not just I mean there is you know to give Suicide Squad it, it, it's due. I mean the their concept of the Joker was uh, quite oh I quite to, unique. You know, <laughs> let me be honest with you. I think if we're going on that, I agree with it. Might you know what? Don't laugh. It might get it. Um, you know, there's a very good chance that that may be the winner. Um, Star Trek Beyond. I mean, I know the girl, the alien, the girl who was the alien, you know, the alien who was the main, main character in the film. I, I guess that was a chore to put that on. Um, I, you know, I, I don't. I honestly don't know. There are a lot of other films that I could have put in this category. I mean, Fantastic Beasts would be a natural. Um, a couple of other um, special effects movies like that. Um, but I could definitely see putting Fantastic Beast in that category. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm yeah. surprised that's not in there. And and Florence Foster Jenkins would be a perfect film for that um category. Yeah, I mean I would have you know, maybe even thrown in silence or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, you know? no no, Dean, that's a great choice. Um I would have thrown that in for production design. But um Okay, I'm going yeah. with I'm going with Suicide Squad. Yeah. I I I'm I'm going with that too. Um but uh, and by the way, a man called Uva. I watched that entire movie and I couldn't find any uh, evidence of any makeup work in it. And I was like, okay, so maybe they just aged the guy. So I looked at a I looked at a picture of of the guy who plays the lead, and he looks the same except he has white hair in, in, in it. So it's like it doesn't look like they put any aging makeup on him at all. 
So I watched the entire movie trying to trying to determine where the makeup was, and I couldn't see it. So I guess on that basis, it's good. <laughs> I don't know, but it didn't look like that they did anything. Uh, so that's that's a mystery to me. Uh, I, I'm going with Suicide Squad as well. So, but you know, Star Trek did win. The first Star Trek movie did win this award a few years ago. So, you know, the first new right, reboot. the first of the of the, of the reboots. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Mm. Okay, Tony, do you what do you think? Star Star Trek, I think, is going to win. Star okay. Trek. Okay. Well, and there's and he's the nominee, Joel Harlow, who who's been on our show. He was on our show for the other Star Trek that he won for. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Foreign language film from Denmark, Land of Mine from Sweden, a man called Uv. <laughs> Did I get it right, Dean? It's Uva. Uh, oh, Uva. Uva. Okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, from Iran, The Salesman, and uh, there's there's our first Oscar controversy of the season with The Salesman. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because that oh, filmmaker, yeah. that filmmaker says that filmmaker from Iran, he said even if the the ban is lifted, I'm and I'm allowed to travel, uh, I will not in protest. Um, okay, Australia, Hannah, and from Germany, Tony Tony Erdman. Now the most I saw that yesterday. Out, of, out of all of these, the one, the one that appears on the most end of the year best of lists is Tony Erdman. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on name recognition, that might have a great shot. What do you guys think? I don't know. I, I mean, think I think Tony Erdman name more. recognition. Um, I mean, I liked it. I saw it yesterday, but I think the salesman has a really good shot after this weekend. I mm. really do. I'm I'm not being facetious. I'm not being my usual. No, I, I got you. I mean, it's um, I really think after you know, what Dean just said to this, what he this director said, I mean, this is this is the year to make a statement. Um, and they will do it wherever they can. Um, and I and I don't blame and rightfully and as as they should. I mean, I'm all for that. So I do think I think this is between Tony Erdman and the salesman. Now I. I've heard good things about Land of Mine. I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't seen it. But this is I hate this category because at the, usually at this time I, we haven't seen a lot of these films yet. Um, they haven't made their you way make, into you make you make a you make a terrific point about I was wondering where are they going to make their statement and I thought, Well they might give the award to Meryl Streep because of her state no, they can't give it to her. They can't you're, do that. You're you're saying this, uh, the salesman Absolutely, absolutely fits the 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 politics and the 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 culture and the mm-hmm. social at at the time. I mean, it's I I that's a really good point that you made. Yeah, I mean, I just I just well, here's the thing about Tony Urban. Let me just say this: Tony Urban is, uh, I think, a really really fine movie. I like it a lot. I don't really understand what it's doing at the top of the sight and sound list. <clears throat> because it's, wait, it's on the top of the sight and sound list. Uh huh. Yeah, it's number one. Um, oh my God. Okay. Holy smokes. Okay. I mean, like to me, it's like uh, it's sort of like a three-hour Mike Lee movie in a way. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, 
I appreciate it, uh, but I don't. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to stick with it. Um, a band called Uva is easily the biggest hit of all five of these right. movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one that's gotten the most eyes on it. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with the salesman. Uh, uh, not only because of the uh, controversy factor, but also <clears throat> I think it's uh well, it's a it's a uh, he's a filmmaker that does incredible work, uh, and um, and he's already won in this category before. But I right. think that this is this just the time for this to be said. I I don't think that a win yeah. for Tony Erdman would mean anything to anybody, except, uh, except well, for the people who made Tony uh, Erdman. This uh, is gonna this is gonna be the uh, the political moment of the night. I have a feeling. Yeah. Um, I film editing. Right. Film editing nominees are Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Heller High Water. La La Land and Moonlight. Now here's the point. Here's my point with film editing. There are so many great examples of, of editing a film from this past year. A lot of ambition when it came to um, playing with time. Um, you know, Jackie is one example. Uh, Nocturnal Animals is another example. Especially Edit- that one. Ed- editing endeavors, yeah. So I think that there are some major snobs in this category. Well, I, I, you named two of the big, I mean, two really big snubs there. Um, and also, why can't a documentary be nominated again? Uh, why can't, why shouldn't O.J. Made in America be nominated in this category? Uh, they certainly had to go through a shit ton of stuff to, <laughs> to make that thing. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't see why that's not in here. Um, but, uh, I definitely agree about uh, nocturnal animals. I thought oh, that the editing was some of the best. And by the way, Flawless. the score to nocturnal animals deserved to be in the uh, mm-hmm. yeah. in running for for best original score as well. Absolutely. Uh, um, but we all know it's going to be La La Land, and why not? I mean, uh, Tom Tom Cross, uh, who who of course won a couple of years ago for uh, Chazelle's uh, Whiplash. Uh, is really turning out to be one of the great editors of uh, of this this era, and um, I saw it immediately when I watched Whiplash. I was like, "Oh my God, the editing in this is unbelievable! How good this is!" Uh, and I feel the same way about La La Land as well. So, okay. Uh, I'll go with La La Land. Tony, what about you? What say you? Yeah, I think uh, La La Land gets of the sweep of, of so many of them, uh, production design, editing, cinematography, and and that's, uh, I can't see anybody beating uh, it on editing. Yeah. La La Land. Okay. Um, documentary short subject, Dreamus, 4.1 Miles, um, Joe's Violin, Watani, My Homeland, and The White Helmets. So you are you thinking Joe's violin, Tony? No, no, I'm I'm thinking Extremis, and as a long shot, Joe's violin. Extremis was a film about 
dying, what you do when a person is dying, whether you take them off the machine. Both of those films are 24 minutes. Um, White Helmets, the one about the people who are trying to save uh, the, the, the victims in Syria, uh, could be a long shot. But, uh, but um, Extremis won both at San Francisco and Tribeca. And so... I think Joe's violin is a nice long shot, but I'm 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 pretty convinced about Extremis. Well, the White Helmets is also uh, wrapped up in this controversy that's uh, that's happening now with our uh, with uh, people coming into the country and so forth, uh, and some of those people who are uh, who are in the film uh, were going to come to. The awards, but of course, have found that that's possibly going to be a little bit more difficult than they were uh, than they were thinking. So it's well, possible the that the white helmets these, could be another political. Are, yeah, but both of these other films are really emotional films. Yeah, and the emotional quality of them, I think, in this in this category alone, White Helmets is a good film, but I think the other two are are more effective with a voting audience. Yeah. Okay. Jerry, you have any feelings on this? I, just, I haven't seen them, so I don't, I really can't make, have an informed opinion. Um, I trust, um, you know, I, I think that the thing about the white helmets is very interesting. I think, I think Tony's really, I'm going to go with Tony on this one. I mean, mm-hmm. just because he, he's seen, you know, he's, Jerry, Jerry, do you have Netflix? Next to me, do you have Netflix? Yeah, I have Netflix. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I, so, because both are both of them are available. Okay, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check them out. No, I, I'll definitely check check them out. Okay. Documentary feature. The nominees are. Fire at Sea. I am not your Negro. I never thought that I'd say that. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Life animated. OJ made in America, and thirteenth. How interesting. I mean, uh, that uh, three of these are uh, inextricably linked to race, the hot-button issue of race. Um, Tony, what do you think here? Well, you am I right that you picked O.J. Made in America as your film of the year? Yes. Yeah. I uh, I think it's absolutely going to win the uh, documentary. 13th, I think, has a, a, a long shot. But mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right that uh, uh, O.J. Made in America will be the, the winner yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. I, I sat and watched um, – <clears throat> I watched Fire at Sea <clears throat> a couple of days ago. That The uh, nomination for that just uh, totally uh, mystifies me. Uh, um, have you guys seen it? No, Anybody? no, no. I <laughs> Okay, so it's a movie about <clears throat> uh, uh, African refugees, <clears throat> uh, which I guess race does play into this one too. But uh, African refugees uh, arriving at a small uh, Sicilian island. Uh, uh, so, it, as far as I can tell from what it's doing, it's half of them. I'd say less than half of the movie is really about the refugees and what they're going through. And the other half of the movie 
is about a small family, small Sicilian family, and it shows them, you know, making beds and brewing coffee, listening to the radio. There's a kid in the family, and he he has a lazy eye, so you see him going to the optometrist. Then you see him like out with his best friend, play trying to play with slingshots and stuff like that. And I'm like. What in the hell does this have to do with the refugee crisis? And I'm sitting here, and it's beautifully photographed. It really is. But I'm like, why is this half of the movie in this? I was like, are they they're contrasting the haves with the have-nots? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> anybody's gonna look great compared to the to the refugees. These people aren't like you know uh, aren't rich or anything. I, I just didn't understand like why they were doing it, and uh, and I just thought this, these are two different movies just stuck together. I'm missing something. I don't know what it is, but I uh, personally, I'd like to see a feature movie about a kid with a lazy eye trying to learn how to use a slingshot. That sounds like an entertaining <laughs> sounds like an feature awesome film. movie, man. Well, that's uh, that's what this is. I mean, you're sitting there like, okay, can we get on with it now? Uh, I think we've seen enough uh, shots of uh, them uh, shooting rocks at cactuses. Uh, but uh, and I also watched Life Animated. Has anybody seen this? No, I wanted to see it, but I didn't play it long enough. Um, but you saw it. I guess I'm. A, I guess I'm kind of a heartless bastard. <laughs> because... No, no, I, you're not the first person I've heard say this. Not like this movie. So don't about this feel, movie, yeah. I was just I was kind of. It's one of those movies that's so cloyingly sweet that <laughs> it just it just makes your spine curl up on itself. It's just like uh, it's it's literally got shots in it of the character, which is about a it's about an autistic boy that. Uh, uh, finds his way to expressing himself through uh, Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And it's been t- totally, you know, rubber stamped by Disney, so it's got lots of Disney uh, clips in it. And uh, and by the way, the clips of Disney movies that, the Disney movies that I don't like, like the 90s Disney movies, <laughs> not the really great ones from the 40s and the 50s and, and the 30s. Uh, so I'm sitting there watching it, and it's literally got scenes of like the lead character like going yay like at, at the camera yay and I'm like oh I cannot watch this movie I cannot watch a movie with a surplus of like clips of the Little Mermaid in it I can't do it and so I had to cut it off after 20 minutes I was like this, this is awful I can't watch it oh it got so much better after 20 minutes. Oh, it did? <laughs> no, 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 it did not. <laughs> I was just irritated by that film. So many, there were better, I mean, Tower uh, would have been a better pick for for this category. Uh, De Palma, uh, you know, I mean, and De Palma's not really a great documentary, but uh, but it was certainly more entertaining, you know. Um, I. It, but anyway, best achievement in directing. The nominees are Arrival, uh, Dennis uh, Villeneuve. They, Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve. They said it weird the other day. I've always said it's Villeneuve. Uh, just like uh, Catherine Deneuve. It's Villeneuve. Okay. Villeneuve. 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 Yeah. 
Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Mel Gibson. Right. <laughs> Mel uh, Gibson. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sugar Tits. Let's just call him. Sugar yeah. Tits is nominated. Uh, yeah. La La Land from Damien Chazelle. Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth Lonergan. <clears throat> and Ma- Moonlight from Barry Jenkins. Of course, the big surprise from this is that Mel Gibson is back. All seems to be forgiven. I mean, we always thought that maybe, you know, he'd be in the top ten, maybe. But yeah. uh, there are serious doubts on whether or not he'd make the cut for the final five. And he did. Uh, this being said, is it a lock for Damien Chazelle? Yes, absolutely. I, I think so. I, I really do. Um, I mean, I do think this is – I do think we're looking at a, a La La Land sweep. I mean, really. I really do feel that way. Yeah. At this point, can somebody, Dean or somebody, make a really solid uh, presentation about the value of La La Land? Because I just, it was like me going on a blind blind date with somebody, and she had we had nothing in common. I just, I just. It didn't, I wish it had ended with a kiss. Then, then at least it would have ended on a, on an interesting. Was it fantasy? Was it reality? But he, I, I just didn't get it. Please, somebody, somebody who loved it, let me know. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really understand like what there is to get. Really, I mean, like uh, there, it, it, it's a, it's okay. So, it's a movie about. Uh, it's. I think it has a dark under dark undercurrent uh, about uh, loss and. Hey, I, uh, I know I know I know dark undercurrents, and this is right. a dark undercurrent. Well, I, I I felt that it had it. I mean, I felt that it was. I felt that it was a movie uh, uh, that that had these things, uh, these elements to it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to put up a. Well, I mean, I really don't understand what what is it exactly that, that doesn't connect with you. I mean, like for, for me, for me, it. it's it's energetic, it's fun, it's funny, it's well performed, it's well executed. Give me two examples of, of it being funny. Huh? Two. I won't even ask you three. Give me two examples of it being funny. Uh, oh, I loved the I loved the scene with her. Uh, her requesting uh, the, uh, um, I guess it's a birthday party scene where she goes and he's playing in an 80s band. And uh, I loved her reaction to his uh, outfit. And I loved his reaction to actually uh, having to play these very simple tunes that uh, are really kind of against his own ethos. I thought it was funny that he was up there in that crazy outfit playing those things, and I loved her reaction to it. Uh, her, her just sort of she just uh, she just adores like seeing him in this in this uh, in this uh, place. So Jerry, I thought that your, was what, particularly what, funny. Jerry, what's your reaction to it? I I enjoy it. Um, you know, I I think about. When you first say it, I I can understand where people would not connect with this movie. Um, I think that one of the turnoffs I've noticed that people don't like it is that it doesn't have a happy ending. That's the, I mean, is that a problem with you, Tony? Oh, of course not. No, of course no, not. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't. 
I didn't care whether it had a happy ending or not. You, I mean, I just, you would have liked it better if Godzilla had stomped on the whole city. Then you might have said, hey, no, this is Godzilla. No, I, 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 I told you. And, and I, I, Jamie, I think, liked, loved, loved the kiss. I mean, the kiss is the film. And I wish it had stopped there. But it went on, and it, so, so it, it left me. It left me saying, "There's nothing. There's no la la here." Right. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's and, and Tony, it's, God, it's fine that you don't. I mean, it's not a movie that's. I think it's a movie that this is the kind of movie that's not can connect with you're, everyone. You're telling me, Dean. You're absolutely telling me that it's fine for me to disagree. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, the, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I. I, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, "Ah, you don't like it, but you're crazy or whatever." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually fine with people who don't like things. It's like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. And if you like, and if you happen to like something that I don't like, I'm like fine with that too. Really, I'm not going to try and talk you out. What finally happened? What's finally happened is there's been a a, 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 a backlash. An article well, in the USA Today, an article in the New York Times, an article in. Uh, the L.A. Times, all three different articles, kind of I agree with them. There's no, well, there's always there. a backlash on the front runner. There always sure. is. Sure. Well, uh, let me just say that what makes this different, I actually want to say the backlash to this in Manchester by the Sea began, like, actually in December. Um, mm-hmm. Because these were the, I mean, these backlashes start a little bit earlier, I would say, than normal because with their, these films are very hyped up like at the beginning of the award season um, when you have the festivals and everything. So we do have these they're almost like, I don't want to say built-in backlashes. Um, but I do want to bring up something about La La Land. Um, it's something I've noticed on social media from certain film critics that we're all friends with saying that La La Land should not win anything because it's, it would send the wrong statement to make something so, I guess, frivolous. Um Oh, that's silly. I mean, that's that absolutely silly. silly. I, I, What's gonna? What? What that. else is? I, I think that's dumb. That's stupid. But there's good silly and there is mediocre silly, and to me, I mean, it's mediocre. Yeah. yeah, but um, there. I think that's. I think people. A lot of people are in the tank for Moonlight. I think this is a tug of war between Moonlight and La La Land. But I yeah, La La those, Land those people who really are bringing that up everything. are really, really for Moonlight winning. Uh, so See, my problem, my problem is I couldn't find any of the nine that I'd vote for as best picture of the year. I mean, I, I, I probably liked, and the one that I, I thought was the best was Hell or High Water. Yeah, but there's, I, there's I, nothing I here. Um, as I said, as I wrote recently about silence, I think silence is grim and bleak and simmers in cruelty. And but it has in ten years, I think you'll look. They'll may film historians, film critics may look back on silence as a much more important, greater film than La La Land. Jamie, what's your reaction to La La Land? We, Heard from everybody but you. I uh, <clears throat> I thought it was fine. I wasn't crazy about it. The one part that I really did love was the was that it did end on a bittersweet note, and mm-hmm. uh, I did love the final fifteen minutes of the movie. Uh, okay. I I only found uh, two of the songs uh, memorable. Uh, I thought the, the the staging for everything except maybe the opening car dance was 
uh, a little uh, uninspired. Um, so uh, it didn't take, you know, people call this our generation singing in the rain, which is ridiculous to uh, me. No, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that. Right. <laughs> okay. right. um, it's singing in the milk. So, so I, I, I think, I think there too. I think people are tend to be too gaga on it, but uh, you know, Dean uh, comes from it from a place where, which he described the other week when I we did our top ten, where it it really ignited uh, movie love for him, uh, and I think coming from that place of just watching a, people experiencing joy. And uh, and sharing in the joy of kind of old Hollywood devices and stuff, and I think I think that's the genuine reaction I have to it. Yeah, but it, 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 I I would have loved if the music were better. <laughs> yeah, I, I you see I, I I like the music in it. I, I like, for instance, that it it doesn't just rely on songs. It, uh, it's more like numbers. Like uh, it's sort of like a variety kind of. Uh, there's a variety to it, you know. There's there's you know scenes with him playing the piano. There's things with yeah. them dancing with no song. There's just uh, a backing track. So Dean, you I, were I, you were you laughed at the uh, at, at the in passengers at the scene of the bar. What did you think of that? Really. Graceless, uh, swinging around the, uh, the 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 lamppost, oh. uh, in allusion to uh, ringing and uh, singing in the rain. I like oh, ringing right. in the rain better. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, 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 I think that I think that these are two characters that I think the characters themselves are people who are trying to search for their voice. And I don't think that they're supposed to be complete ringers as singers or as dancers. Uh, I think that their uh, their tentativeness in a lot of their steps uh, is um, is intentional. Uh, that they could it's intentional from a casting standpoint because they could have cast you know they could have cast the greatest dancers and the greatest singers they could have ever possibly have gotten. But instead, they went with these two people because the performances are more uh, important than whether they can uh, uh, do a plie uh, with the best of them or whether they can uh, whether they can uh, you know get their voice to the rafters. Uh, it's not. It's not. That's not what the thing is about. The thing. Well, there's one about one, them one, trying one, to search for their voice. Yeah, but my so, point. My, I'll ask you, Dean, or everybody. I like grace in musicals. I don't think that I thought this was a graceless movie. I didn't see the grace in it. Well, I mean, I've definitely seen a lot of musicals that that have you know graceless moments. I mean, even Music Man has uh, uh, Buddy Hackett doing a number. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I I, I don't I have a problem. I with... wouldn't have raised the Music Man. I would have raised American in Paris. Uh, singing in the rain, the pirate. Uh, I, I I would not yeah. have raised the mu- music. Yeah, but you can't expect Gene Kelly in every musical you watch. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously, well, he's dead. I'm, I mean, I, he's gone. The other thing is that that, <laughs> that uh, uh, the actor of, of, of Gosling, who am I Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Gosling. Uh, he, I must admit, is better. Would be better 
than a dead Gene Kelly. <laughs> but but if the, uh, the makers of Rogue One have anything to do with it, I mean, you might not have to make that choice. Like they could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's why I think the movies that that movie's so crazy is because wow, this this could become really standard procedure in a couple of years. I mean. Okay, now that we've talked all that time about uh, La La Land, let's go <laughs> costume design. Uh, the nominees are Allied, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Florence Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. So La La Land for this one, too? You know, With an outside chance of Jackie, I think this is one of the two category, categories that will be won later. Where La La Land is favored. The problem with Jackie, unfortunately, is people forgot the Kennedys. I mean, the Kennedys do not have the same value, the same relevance that they once did. And uh, so I think Jackie is really effective in terms of acting and in terms of of costuming. Mm -hmm. But La La Land has to be favored, at least a slight favorite over it. The one thing about La La Land, the power in its in its costumes comes from the color and not from necessarily the make of them, mm-hmm. which would make it quite different, uh, a, a different kind of winner. Because usually we get uh, things that are historically accurate, uh, things that are very complex in their in their uh, construction, and La La Land doesn't have either one of those things. Uh, so, um, while I think it's possible that it, it, there's a strong possibility that it will win as part of a sweep, um, I'm going to go with Jackie here on, on that one, uh, on this one, because I, I think it's, I think it's because of the historical accuracy of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to, I would, I would, I would just like to see Jackie win something that deserves so much more, um. And it's getting I'm rooting for it, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for it, too. Okay. What do you think, Jackie, by the way? She was wearing a pink dress, right? And Jackie? I mean, yeah. Pink, pink with the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, they got I all that. The, the, only thing I, the only thing I keep seeing in my mind is that red dress that she's wearing on, on the poster. On the poster, right. Um, yeah. And by the way, I think they got the blood wrong on her dress, on her skirt. Oh, too. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't get a makeup nomination. There we go. There's bad makeup <laughs> on that costume. Uh, c- cinematography. The nominees are Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. The one nomination for Silence. Which I, I would imagine most of Silence is shot in natural light. I can't imagine that they were able to get much equipment up in those regions where they were shooting. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, for me, this is going to go to La La Land easily. I mean, I do have to say, you know, I do... Uh, <clears throat> well, Arrival doesn't have any business being here because it's it's a bunch of dark murkiness that I don't really cotton to. Um, I watched Lion today, and uh, it is beautifully shot, but it's there's no chance there. 
Uh, I mean, Moonlight is its closest competitor, uh, and I have problems with Moonlight in terms of just, I, you know, this is a personal thing, but I'm not really a fan of handheld photography, and I don't think that they did it particularly well. Uh, but I do recognize that a lot of uh, the lighting choices in it are very creative, so uh, so I like it on that level. Uh, but it's going to be La La Land, and Silence, of course, you know, is beautiful to look at. Okay, La La Land, Jerry. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the darkest of dark horses. The most beautiful film here is Silence. Um, it's the one thing that really stands out um, throughout parts of it. It's just really just beautiful. And there's just so many great shots in it. I want to go with that. And if not Silence, I would go with Arrival, which is just, um, just I, I think, incredibly well shot. Um, but one of those two, and I don't need one of them in chance, but I'm going to go with Silence just because, I mean, we've got to, film's got to get something, I mean, and if you're going to, Scorsese film cinematography and everything, and this is just absolutely gorgeous to look at, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the merits here, I'm not going to go, I can't go with the, the steamroller, um, i got to go with, uh, just the artistic, um, with silence, I mean, there's just a lot of great shots that you're just like, you marvel at in that movie, I'm sorry, you just marvel I, at I, I, I agree totally with uh, with Jerry, except for one point. Uh, this is 2017. In 2027, people may look back and say, oh, The Silence was the best photographed film of the year. But we're talking about what's going to win, not yeah, I know, what's I know, the best. I, mean, I, I, so, I know, but I just, I'd, like to re- I'd like to recognize something for, for actual merits and not just the camp, you know, the campaign right. and the momentum, and I do think this is something we are over, I mean, a lot of other films, I think, should be in this category that aren't, but uh, I just think of what, I think sometimes we, and I know we're doing this thing based on popularity, but I do think sometimes we should try to go for the merits of the Mm. category, and I do want to, for this, I mean, this, I say this, he worked, as this movie was long in the making, it's a hard movie, and it's not a film that, I, I mean, the film I think about, it's not a film that I, I guess love is the wrong word, but it's a film that I grapple with, but I appreciate it for that, because I do find it hard, and it's hard to um, grasp, but I do think there's no denying the beauty of it, so I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and just, give, just well, go with Jerry and, it. Jerry and I would both vote for silence, but um, the Academy is going to vote for La La Land. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you can't escape it, huh? But I was yeah. silence. I feel good. I feel good saying I said it. So I mean, <laughs> well, my my How's that? my feeling is my feeling is um, silence is my favorite movie among these. I understand that La La Land is sweeping and is a favorite in this category. That being said, I'm going to choose right now uh, Moonlight as one of the awards that Ooh. that movie is going to get. Wow, okay. And plus, hasn't it won Cinematography Awards leading up to this? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Well, I don't... I'm not sure how it's how it's done with the uh, Cinematographers Guild, uh, whether they've even given that out yet or not. But, um, um, but it's, it's certainly placed, so... 
It's well um, loved. Animated feature film. Uh, Kubo and String, uh, Two Strings, uh, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini. Mm-hmm. I saw a movie like that one time. Uh, the, red, <laughs> the, the Red Turtle um, and uh, Zootopia. Uh, you know, here's here's something interesting. I mean, you you could say it would go to Zootopia, which I think that that's like a favorite. But uh, this Kobo and Two Strings getting two nominations, um, I mean, it's just, it got some distinction in that category. Right. It could be an upset. If it is an upset. I mean, because I think everybody thinks Zootopia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I certainly do. If it is an upset, if, it, if it's an upset, do you think the upset would be Kobo? Kubo? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, uh I don't think that there's a ridiculous amount of love for any of the other three. Although I have to say, the Red Turtle looks—I uh, haven't seen it yet, but it looks fascinating just on a on an uh, on an animation level. Just right. the, uh, and then the idea that you know it's completely without dialogue is also very attractive to me. Uh, but uh, uh, wait a minute! Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> you just. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean I'm okay I'll, I'll with movies I'll without dialogue. Time. It's just uh, you know, it, it has to, you know, if uh are you are you referring to I guess you're referring to the moonlight thing. Uh I I'm okay with movies being silent as long as there's a reason. I just don't understand the reason why he's why that character is so silent throughout the entire movie. I find it frustrating. I want to shake that character. And I want to say, and I want to say, will you speak up? Somebody's asking you a goddamn question. <laughs> Dean, I would love it if you're like a Listen, supervisor on this movie. How many times? How many times? I want you guys to answer me this. How many times have you even been in a freaking room with somebody who gets asked a question and doesn't answer it? Answer never. They do, it doesn't happen. Someone says something. A person says something when someone is asked a, asked them a question, unless they're a freaking maniac. <laughs> you know, is, is I mean, somebody talking? Is somebody talking? I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's just I just find that very very frustrating. And I think the psychology of people that come from an abusive home uh, many times expresses itself in a way that they that they shut down. I can um, understand that. I can relate to that to a degree. I mean, I don't really have the problem that that you have with that, Dean. Um, that 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 the a lot of times a lot of times people will call me and I'll just you know breathe, and then they get the get the hint and they'll be like, "Well, I'll let you go." Okay, actress in a supporting role The nominees are Viola Davis for Fences Naomi Harris for Moonlight Nicole Kidman for Lion Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea Supporting actress I think this is Viola Davis's to lose, right? Yep Mm -hmm. Absolutely I agree. It's it's not the one where there is the slight competition of the major six. 
It's Vi- Viola Davis for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Another it's, beautiful, it's, snotty it's, performance. If she were to lose, if she were mm-hmm. to lose, Dean, who would she who would she lose to? I, I would assume Michelle Michelle yeah. Williams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, comparing the two is like comparing. I mean, like Michelle Williams is in that movie for just under ten minutes, probably, uh, and um, Viola Davis is in that movie for just over an hour, <laughs> so. It's kind of like it's, it's comparing, you know, apples and oranges in some ways. But Dean, they also have, they each have one big scene. Viola mm-hmm. Davis, when she says has that scene about her life with him and what she sacrificed, mm-hmm. that is her Oscar-winning scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no the snot scene. <laughs> the snot scene is as it shall be known. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but she actually has more scenes than that. She is, uh, I mean, because. The the latter half when when it's uh, you know after it's revealed what uh, Denzel Washington's been doing with his spare time, um, you know she has a number of scenes. I mean I think that scene where she finds out about his uh, dalliances uh, is is something uh, memorable, and also the scene where she sees the baby for the first time is also incredibly memorable. So she actually has a few more scenes than Michelle Williams does, um, but it's re- this is really an example of it's really kind of a borderline example of this, but it's really an example of category fraud in some ways because it's really kind of a leading performance being put into the supporting. But you can be said that it's also it's it's very much a supporting performance because when Fences first hit Broadway, uh, the actress playing this role won the supporting actress uh, Tony, you know, the featured actress Tony. Uh, so uh, so it's either way, you know, uh, it's 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 a little iffy, but. Uh, but that being said, Viola, Viola Davis deserves it. She's she's great in the movie, and uh, she's going to win. Okay, actress in a leading role. The nominees are Isabel Huppert for Elle, Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Tony, what do you feel here? To me, this is the only one that's up for grabs. Um, I think Stone has to be a slight favored over Portman, but I think Portman gave a better performance. And uh, so I, I, I think it's a toss-up. If I were betting, I'd bet on Stone. If I were voting, I'd vote for Portman. You know, I just have to say something. You know the gold the gold derby who are the Oscar prognosticators year round. Um, I, I've watched a few of their videos because they produce these Skype videos where they call the race and everything. Every every phase of the race they examine. There's one set of prognosticators who are uh, pretty uh, well um, well read on on Oscars and history and the race and everything, um, and it's led by Tom O'Neill. There's another set that I've never heard, and they spoke for an hour in a video session the other day after the nominations were announced. 
I've never heard a more inept <laughs> group of prognosticators before in my life. Literally, every point they made was so dead dead off that I was like, what the hell? People want well, like uh, these videos from... Well, I can I can recall one particular one where they were blasting. Uh, they said Natalie Portman has no uh, chance at winning this because she's refusing to do uh, marketing for it. She's refusing to promote herself for it. I'm like, well, do you have any idea that the woman's like nine months pregnant right now? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, does that does that have any bearing at all? Uh, that's just yeah. one. I think. But literally everything they say, Dean, you will watch and you'll be like. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clip out. Um, I'm gonna look at some of that. Um, I'm I'm with Tony on this. Uh, um, although, <clears throat> you know, if I was actually, I would have, <laughs> I would have probably maybe voted for Annette Bening for 20th Century Women. Uh, I mean, there, I there were uh, lead performances. Uh, by actresses this year that I loved a lot more. I mean, Rebecca Hall for Christine, or uh, you know, even Sandra Hewler uh, for Tony Erdman, or mm-hmm. uh, Sonia Braga for Aquarius. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say you like that performance a lot. So I mean, yeah, Kate Beckinsale for Love and Friendship. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, even even Lily Collins for Rules Don't Apply. I love that performance too. Um, so there were there were other uh lead actress performances that I loved. But uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh Emma Stone. I mean, for me, one of the great <clears throat> moments of that movie is her audition scene. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh where she's she's got that puffy coat on and she's uh she's really killed it. <laughs> and then she gets yeah. interrupted by somebody and then she just realizes how little her work matters uh uh to these people and um i think that's a pretty devastating scene um there's there's a lot in that performance that i think is is incredibly effective uh so that would be my i uh, I, I i like her i like her too is there any possibility that the academy will pull in adrian brody and give it to isabel huper that's certainly a possibility. I mean, as a as a uh, as a career award, a career um, award, uh-huh. it's possible. And I wouldn't be against it. I mean, certainly, I wouldn't be against it. But I just don't. There's so much outrage online from her winning, though. People are really. Did you guys notice this? There are people really disgusted that she. They really didn't like the movie. And I can I can see where the movie offends people, but. They really the movie has rubbed people the wrong way. Um, I've noticed. I, I I thought it was a very good performance, but and, but I also noticed that people think that she should have gotten it for things to come, not for this movie. Um, but the other she's thing fantastic is, in that. Oh, I, the I other like thing. That the other thing is, she, she has a, a a greater character than either of the other two. Right. I mean, her character has levels. Beyond either of them, either either Stone's character or Portman's character, true, and she true. was able to balance them or, or or meld them or keep them all alive, all vital. Can so I, there's a. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just I I think she's such a skilled actress. 
I think she actually even almost almost Meryl Streep could wash the floor with a lot of these. I mean, she is a very superb actress who's played a lot of challenging parts throughout her career. And I'm glad to see she's getting recognized finally. Um, I just don't know if this is the I just don't know if this is the year I think um that she can win. I just don't know. Yeah. It's doubtful. Okay, doubtful. Can I make an observation about the Meryl Streep movie, though? There's something where the elephant in the room here. Don't you all find it very funny that the the character she is playing, in one sense, a character who's very wealthy, who wants to sing, they think she can sing but can't, is really, and not that this is anyone's intention whatsoever when they made it, a stand-in for our president, a man who's very rich, wanted to be president, but has no idea how to lead. Oh Don't tell me. Even in her mediocrity, she's much more talented. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you understand what the point I'm trying to make, though. There's actually there, there's. No, I mean the character. The character is more talented. Oh, the, oh, God, yeah, the character is a hell of a lot more talented. Yeah, I think it's just. I think that's just something you're kind of like reading into it, but it's an interesting thing that you're, yeah, yeah, you're I saying. Yeah, yeah, I just think just also with her whole thing at the Golden Globes, and you know, just very, it's just. It's just stuff that's been popping into my mind. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take us off on a tangent. I'm sorry about that. Uh, the, um, okay. You mean we're not allowed to go off on tangents? <laughs> well, nobody well, told not me. me. I'm, not, I'm not allowed to. Oh. <laughs> um, best uh, nominees for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Marshala Ali for Moonlight. Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Dev Patel for Lion. Michael Shannon got in for Nocturnal Animals. I am going to go actually with the with the old dog in the category, Jeff Bridges. Hmm. Um, I think uh, I think it'll it might likely go to uh, Ali, but uh, I think they might give it to the to the pro amongst these. I, I don't see it. I like it, but I, Ali it seems to me almost a lock if there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't win the Golden Globe. Yeah. Well, the Golden Golden Globe to me, the foreign press, a lot of times they 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 don't really relate, uh, and it's a as much as our awards are for sale, theirs are really for sale. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, love he Dora. Who can forget that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go for Marishala Ali. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm disappointed that he disappears from the movie. I guess I understand it on the story level. Personally, uh, again, you know, I felt like the the year was filled with really a ter- uh, an unbelievable array of uh, possibilities, you know, in this category from Tom Bennett and Love and Friendship, Tracy Letts in a number of movies, Indignation and, and Christine particularly. I mean, you know, John Goodman for 10 Cloverfield Lane or, uh, you know, they had a chance to give a posthumous nomination to Alan Rickman for Eye in the Sky or Billy Crudup for, for uh, 20th Century Women or Particularly, I think they really missed an opportunity to give Issy Agata from Silence uh, mm-hmm. nomination. Which yeah. I, his scenes in that in that movie were 
<clears throat> my fa- favorite parts of the film, um, and uh, I-, I thought that he was tremendous in it. And even Kevin Costner in Hidden Figures, uh, to a uh-huh. certain extent. So, I mean, there were all, there were many others that I was really gone for. I find that I, I'm really most emotionally attached to either uh, Michael Shannon uh, or uh, Lucas Hedges, actually, for Manchester by the Sea. But that's not the way things are going to go. It's going to go to Marshala Ali. Not a bad performance in the bunch. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Michael Shannon. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say Michael Shannon. I, you know, he's and he is an actor that is very well respected um, by his peers. I think everyone really, and he has gotten when we talk about this movie, his performance has gotten a lot of praise. So I'm going to just go out and limb and um, say Michael Shannon here. Actor in a leading role. Casey Affleck. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Denzel, <laughs> Denzel Washington for Fences. Jerry, what do you think? Oh, I think this is Casey Affleck. This is a lock. This mm. is just the, this is the I think this is the biggest lock there is. Um yeah. I just I just I just don't see how I mean something really really got he he would even if he was arrested. Um no, he this is a lock for him. Um Yeah. I really I do feel that way. Yeah, I just can't see any of the others even uh but, having a chance, shot at but it. But I also think deservingly so. I think it is a, just the I, I mean, it is a quite a performance. Um, yeah. There's no denying that. Um, I, I I did deny it. I, I mean, he's playing a repressed character, but do you have to repress range as well? I mean, how how much range does he have in the, in that repression of character? Um, I know he's worthy, and I know he was effective, but I don't see great acting. I really don't. Uh, I I actually strongly disagree with that. I okay, think the please. scene in the I think the scene in the police station oh, is devastating. That's fantastic. I right. mean that's a devastating scene, Tony. I mean that alone right there, his recounting of what happens is just um, right. mind blowing. I mean you okay. you let me put it like this. The expressions, um he has the weight of the guilt on his shoulders, on his mind. When you realize what has happened, it's just overwhelming. Um, and I think he does a, a, an excellent job of expressing that. John, how many those, times have you seen? How many times have you seen the film? I've only seen it once. Oh, really? Um, I've seen it three a, times. I feel every every moment there's uh, he's. I, I can feel him uh, like I love those opening scenes where he's uh, cleaning other people's apartments and mm-hmm. he gets he gets faced with that one lady that sort of seems like she kind of is kind of coming on to him in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, but then she's also like raking him over the coals for uh, for something that's totally beyond his control. Right, right. <laughs> and he just tells her off so uh, so perfectly. In a way that uh, that has uh, has real anger behind it, but also mm-hmm. a certain control of uh, that anger, uh, and um, 
I, I just, uh, I think that that he's always in that movie. He's always, um, he's all always like trying to get things done. Yeah, he's just that's yeah. just number one thing is to to try and get things done. The way he says, uh, the way he says when he, uh, the kid asks him to do something, take him someplace or something like that, and the way he just says a simple word like "sure, I'll take you" or whatever. Yeah. The way that the way that he does it is just perfect and just one word, you know. Uh, I I I think it's an extraordinary performance, and you can see something going on in his eyes. In every yeah. in every moment, and it never feels like a performance. That's that's the one thing that I can say uh, that probably the other four don't have in common with it is that they all, you know, Andrew Garfield has the accent, and Ryan Gosling had to learn to play the piano, and Viggo Mortensen, I don't even know what he's doing here. And uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, I mean, they're you know, Gosling and Washington are are great in their in their roles, but Casey Affleck is just is just I way think, beyond. Uh, I think that uh, somebody I, brought up the the fact that it doesn't seem like a performance. What's the matter with seeming like a performance? I mean, what, what's the matter with feeling that I'm in the I'm in the the rest of uh, creativity you know that goes back to uh old question of like whether <clears throat> when you have a performance is the performance feel does it feel like a performance or does it is it just trying to be realistic and therefore is it simply behavior that's being mm-hmm. depicted there and i think that's fair i think that's fair definitely i definitely I mean, see where you're coming from is a performance yeah i mean you know, well, I, here's, I have here's no my problem. feeling on it. If, yeah. if if he were to give uh, something that screamed performance, it would not fit the tone of the movie. The, the tone of his, the behavior, the kind of behavior-based performance that he gives in Manchester, is befitting of the material. Mm-hmm. Um, now you could, but that doesn't mean it's any less of a performance than something that is broad. If that, but the movie doesn't calls Michael that doesn't Michael Shannon do the same thing? And I think better. Doesn't Michael Shannon deliver no, a that, performance? That, 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 role, that role is about performance, yes, because that movie is very heightened. Uh, Manchester is is not. Oh, I wasn't talking Michael about Shannon's, that movie. I was talking about Loving, and I was talking about uh, oh, oh. Midnight Special, and I was talking about everything he does. That, mm-hmm. that, that He's giving a performance, and I know it's a performance, but I'm much more... I guess alert, aware, perceptive of the humanity in it. Mm. Now I could I could see the humanity in every frame in the okay. in Affleck's right. performance. A- absolutely. In fact, not just Affleck's performance, but every performance in that movie. Every performance. Uh, every every note that every actor makes, even if they're only in it for five seconds. Uh, they're they're all who is they're it, all who is in it for five seconds? Uh, the nurse, <laughs> and she was great, huh? <laughs> yeah, she was fantastic yeah. in it. Okay, okay yeah, those parts are important. I mean, it, it is setting an environment of that that particular culture there, 
And mm-hmm. and so it, it's, there was another Heller Highwater does the same thing very well. It gives mm-hmm. you a sense yeah. of place, and a lot of it comes through the 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 minor parts, like the mm-hmm. waitress, like the yeah. Um, well, in so many of these picture. films, uh, the place is a character. It's actually yeah. a character. Best are any of you nominees. from New England? Is any of uh, is any of, are any of you from New England? No, no, <laughs> no. no. Because I know I know a critic that I read really judged it as a, a New Englander scene in his character, the the values and the qualities that in, that he recognized in his fellow New Englanders. Mm. And he he said positively uh, or oh yeah very positive yeah. very mm. positively yes okay six more minutes and the SAG awards start so we got this last category <laughs> should be pretty easy uh, best yeah best picture <laughs> that's right do we even need need to name these uh, Arrival Fences Hacksaw Ridge Heller High Water Hidden Figures La La Land Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. There was not a best picture worthy uh, film uh, past the letter M this year. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, Jamie. That's good. Okay, Tony, you got it. What what do you think? Oh, (laughs) it's uh, La La Land is is is. I I can't see it losing. I mean, if it remember a couple of years ago, when the first rush was Boyhood was absolutely going to win. It was that it yeah. was a tremendous odds-on favorite, and it dwindled. And finally, when when the Oscars were awarded, uh, the uh, Birdman had, had had passed it. As, oh, it's Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. And this year, I don't see anybody even getting close to La La Land. It just seems to be on a on a on a an absolute wave. So it'll be the first. I, I, and I agree. There, I, there's no chance. I I I said that it was. I thought it was going to win Best Picture. Not that I thought that it was going to be my favorite movie of the year, which it is. But uh, uh, I said that I thought it was going to win Best Picture when I saw the uh, trailer. And sometimes that happens. I just see the trailer and I say, well, that's Best Picture right there. That's it. Uh, It just looks like Best Picture. Uh, And um, it's really got everything going for it. Uh, uh, All all the boxes tick. Uh, And it's nice that... uh, it's nice that Best Director is finally going to go to an American for the first time since, uh, since uh, I guess since Catherine Bigelow America. won for The Hurt Locker. America um, first. Yeah. America first. There you go. Well, you know, I mean, it's 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 nice to, <laughs> to have somebody, you know, an American winning every once in a while. And it's nice also to see someone as young as Chazelle uh, uh, getting this kind of success. So, uh, you know, I, mean, I think it's ironic, but I think that Moonlight is probably second. I think it's past uh, Manchester. Yeah. Uh-huh. In terms yes, of it its... is. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think the the camps really fall into are you for Moonlight or are you for at La La Land? Really, that's right. that's really with with maybe hidden figures coming up in the you know at in the popular uh, at the end here. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, I can't see hidden figures getting in here or or even Moonlight. That's just it just seems impossible to me, but. Okay. If La La Land uh, loses, it, it should be the most, uh, the biggest upset of all time, right? Yeah. Guys, that's it. Okay, so La La Land is the juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. No people crash will be sick of hearing it. about it. Okay. Well, there it is. Those are our Oscar predictions. Uh, and by the way, Tony, is the, the the Vegas odds of those all on La La Land as well? There's no At such thing as Vegas odds. People think they uh, there's some there, there are some people that put them out and they've always got them wrong, like the guys that you watched on that uh, blog or whatever it was. Um, you can bet them offshore. There are odds if you want to bet the Oscars, but most of them aren't bettable because you have to give. Ten dollars to win thirty cents. Um, about the only one that would be uh, worthy of betting, unless you think it was an upset. And, and I did bet ten dollars years ago. I did bet ten dollars on Birdman after Boyhood came out, and I said, "No, Boyhood, please don't win." And it for ten dollars, it paid one hundred and eighty-five for me. And at the time of the Oscars, you had to wait twelve dollars or thirteen dollars to win ten. So there's mm. no there is no betting in us in Las Vegas. They want to eventually, but also they they used to be completely wrong because they would go with the popular choices, and now they just look at the offshore lines and make a, and mm. give them out. But it's, it, well, you can't bet the Oscars in in Vegas. Well, congratulations anyway, because you're about to get a football team. <laughs> yes, yes, but I'm in right. yeah. big deal. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Philadelphia uh, Eagles fan, so. Oh, there you go. Uh, there so, we go. So Vegas is getting whose team are they getting? What they're getting the Raiders. Team? They're getting the Oakland Raiders. Oh, and it's almost okay. a done deal because Vegas has made a huge amount of money given mm-hmm. to building the stadium and giving to the team. And, and right, right, okay. So, so if you come out here, you pay for your parking, you pay for your hotel tax, everything <laughs> that used to be free is now under Trump world and we pay for everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't I can't wait I can't wait to see the cheerleaders for that uh, particular team. I mean, coming yeah, from Vegas. No, I, I, you, you know they're yeah. going to be oppressive. <laughs> Have you seen the fans, however? Well. Have you seen the fans are oppressive in a far different way. They're, they're armed. They're not busting. So, uh, they are armed. <laughs> 